first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Hi, I'm your host, Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And on today's show, we'll be talking about the release of the Barbie movie, Haunted Mansion, we'll talk to one of our fellow critics who attended San Diego Comic-Con, and we'll also be talking to a new team of Kids First members. To start us off, let's talk with some Kids First reporters about the new release of Barbie. Hey girls, how are you guys doing today? Good, how are you? I am fantastic, and I'm excited to talk with you both about this highly anticipated film. So Sydney, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about the film Barbie, um, and just give us a quick synopsis of it. Okay, so Barbie revolves around the life of a stereotypical Barbie doll living in Barbie land. And everything seems to be going well until she gets human thoughts as well as features on her doll body. And to get everything back to normal, she and Ken have to adventure to the real world to speak with her owner. Ooh, that sounds interesting. And Ella, Mattel Barbie is such a, like, beloved brand and toy do you think this represented this movie represented this iconic character well i do barbie was one of my favorite toys growing up so this movie was like a dream come true for me it was perfect i see i a fellow barbie fan i am too so sydney while barbie is loved by all who do you think the target audience is kids or adults um yeah like you said barbie can be loved by all but i feel like this movie can go towards the more adult crowd because the humor I don't think kids would understand as much as adults would and there were a lot of adults in the theater while I watched it they were laughing really really hard so even though (laughs) kids like Barbies I feel like this is an adult movie interesting and and uh Ella do you have the same take on that I do I think it was meant more for older audiences because they can appreciate the messages more as well as the humor Ah, okay. So it this movie was targeted for adults who are used to playing with Barbie since they were little, not necessarily for younger girls who are playing with them now. Is that correct? Yeah. I think that these girls will appreciate it when they're older. They may appreciate the toy aspect now, but it's meant for older audiences. Oh, I love that. And Um, Ella, you can take this question particularly. So what do you not particularly like about the film? Because I've seen, I don't know about you guys, but I've seen so much marketing for this movie. I mean, Duolingo's on it and food brands. I mean, it's everywhere. So with all the hype and stuff, what's something, what are some aspects that you didn't particularly like about this film? Well, yes, there was a lot of advertising surrounding the movie, partly because of the cast, partly because Barbie is so iconic. But... It just felt like there were too many messages. It was hard to get them all across at the same time. I see. And and personally, if I could comment on this, what it sounds like is when you have so many messages in a film like this, I believe what the director of Greta was probably trying to do was just put all of these societal political things probably in one film and try to get it in such an iconic film because everyone's watching it. Do you think that's the case? Yes, exactly. And while I do appreciate how many problems she's trying to highlight, I think that there was a bit too much going on, and they could have done with a few less messages. I see. And Sydney, um, what what did you not particularly like about this film? 
I would agree with Ella. There was a lot going on. Um, I liked it overall. I rated it the same, four out of five stars, because it's a movie that crosses all topics, and ah. that can be a little overwhelming. So that's why, like previously, I said it's more for adults. But as a teenager, I did like the message, and it was kind of a lot, though. That's all. But overall, I liked it, and there, I don't have many critiques. I see. And this, as you guys mentioned, um, Sydney, in your synopsis, you said this is Barbie land. So I want to know what are, how should I put this? Like Easter eggs, you know, did we see the dream house? Did we see the cars? Did we see different Kens and different Barbies? Like, were there those Easter eggs that you can look at the movie and be like, hey, I had that toy once? Absolutely. I saw the Barbie dream house and that was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I had that toy growing up too. And we did see Barbie's Jeep. We saw Ken, multiple Kens, actually. Oh, cool. And how about you, Sydney? Yeah, like Ella said, there are multiple Kens, multiple Barbies. There are many different variations of each one. I saw a lot of racial recognition. Like there was a Filipina-American Barbie and so on and so forth. But overall, they just brought the childhood doll to life. And I admire that. Oh, I love that so much. And to wrap up our interview, Sydney, what is your star rating? And when and where can we watch this movie? I give Barbie four out of five stars. And Barbie released in theaters on July 21st, 2023. So any theater near you, you can watch it. And Ella, um, what is your star rating? And also, what is your age rating? Because I, I know you mentioned that this is mostly for adults. So I'm very interested to know. My star rating is 4 out of 5 stars, and my age recommendation is 5 to 18. I did include younger kids because they will still enjoy the toy aspect. It's their favorite toys in real life. <laughs> that's, that's all it is, and I love that so much. Well, thank you guys so much for this interview. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Barbie, beating new Kids First reporters, Haunted Mansion, and now let's talk with Sydney about her experience at San Diego Comic-Con. How are you, Sydney? I'm great. How are you? I am awesome. I loved your review of Barbie. And now we're going to be going into San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, this is one of the most exciting Comic-Cons of all time. What was the most exciting thing to see at San Diego Comic-Con this year? Oh, I mean, everything was exciting, but especially the people in costume. They were very energetic and excited to be there and I think that's the most important thing about comic-con is showing up in what you adore and your passions and I just really liked seeing how excited people were about comic-con well I gotta know now did you dress up in cosplay no I didn't actually I wore a dress for the interviews but I wish I did I mean everyone in there was in costume it was really cool Awesome. And if you had the opportunity to, again, maybe go again next year, would you dress up in cosplay? I think so. I mean, I don't know who I dress up as, maybe like a Marvel character or something. But yeah, next year, I definitely want to dress up. Oh, that's cool. And you said you did interviews. So tell me a little bit about some panels or celebrity appearances that you uh, saw at Comic-Con. Yeah, so I had the pleasure of talking with Josh Stedman. He's a set designer, creative director, art director, illustrator, and educator. 
and he was just great to talk to. But I also got to talk to Julian Hughes and Kenny Curtis about their podcast, which has more than 10 million downloads. So that was really awesome. And they were super kind, super, super kind. Oh, that's so cool. And one thing I love about San Diego Comic-Con is we get a sneak peek into a lot of TV shows and movies and cinematic universes that we're like totally anticipating for the next year. Did you get any tea or um, information about any new TV shows, movies, or things of that nature? I saw a lot of advertising, but not really sneak peeks. Sadly, though, I wish I saw more. <laughs> I saw some trailers for a Marvel for Marvel movies. Like, I think Blue Beetle's coming out soon, and I really want to see that. But also the Percy Jackson series should be coming out next year, and they had some advertisements for that. Oh, that's awesome. I am definitely looking forward to Blue Beetle. It looks so good. Yes, absolutely. I think it it's, looks like one of the best Marvel movies. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also with um, Comic-Con, there's always like fan theories and rumors circling around potential, again, movies or like TV show reveals. Were there any like teasers that they brought out? Like, oh, here's a teaser trailer for a new Marvel movie or a new like TV show. It's kind of like the same question, but were there like any teases? I didn't really get to see any because I was only there for two out of the five days but I don't think there were a lot of teasers this year because the actors and writers are on strike. So, yeah, like Marvel Marvel didn't go to Comic-Con this year. Ah, I see. And, yes, our kids' first reporter just put in the chat that, yes, <laughs> this Blue Beetle is a DC movie. Oh, okay, okay, good to know. That, that makes sense. That makes sense. It does make sense, right? Because Marvel wasn't there. <laughs> And what do you think that San Diego Comic-Con, apart from, like, other pop culture conventions, like, around the world, to be honest? Comic-Con has been around for a very long time. And when you think of Comic-Con, you usually think of San Diego. But it's spread Comic-Cons all over the world. So I feel like it's just the base. It's just the original. I mean, not the <laughs> very original, but it's very famous. And people from all around the country and even all around the world come annually to visit comic-con alone so that's just really special and i'm grateful to live in this city because i can just go downtown and go to comic-con which is really awesome that is awesome and then also were there any celebrity appearances did like did you notice any star-studded people there i didn't see any but i heard i talked to this I talked to this lady and she said she saw some celebrities under disguise because, like I said earlier, <laughs> the actors are on strike. So right. legally, most of them are not supposed to be there. Um, mm -hmm. Some went undercover. And unfortunately, I didn't get to see any. That's interesting that you brought that up because it has affected a lot of things, including reporting as well, entertainment reporting as well. I noticed yes. a lot of other critics online are like saying hey i'm posting this interview that i did but just to let you know this happened after the strike it's like affecting everything and that's super interesting that's awesome yeah especially for us it's we don't get as many interviews but that's okay <laughs> right like we we gotta be like i gotta get interviews but i want to support too <laughs> yeah 
Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Sydney, for this um, review. And I'm so excited to listen to your your interview um, at the San Diego Comic-Con. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm your host, Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Let's take a break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Ashley Klein from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Barbie, and next we'll be talking with Ella, Victoria, Carter, and Kennedy about joining our Kids First team as new reporters. Hi, Ella. Hi, Victoria. Hi, Carter. Hi, Kennedy. Welcome to the show and to Kids First. Hi, thank you for having us. Well, it is awesome to have you guys on the show for the very first time. Starting with you, Ella, nice to meet you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm Ella. I love watching movies, which is how I found this organization. And I also like pink, lots and lots of pink, rabbits and penguins. Ooh, I like pink too. Is that why you like the Barbie movie? It is. They had everything (laughs) in pink. They had a pink recreation of Mount Rushmore, and that was my second favorite part of the set to the Barbie dream house. Oh, that's awesome. I'll come back to you about the penguins. Victoria, nice to meet you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Hey, yeah. So um, nice to meet you, too. Um, Well, my favorite color is blue. Um, I'm based out of Austin, Texas. I have a black lab. And yeah, that's awesome. And Kennedy, nice to meet you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, my favorite color is purple. I love cats. And um... oh, I love that. I love cats, too. Carter, nice to meet you. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Hi, my favorite color is red. I love golf and I also love eating cheese pizza. Ooh, I love cheese pizza too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Ella, back to you. You said yet you love movies. So again, like what really drew you to kids first to want to join? Um, You guys review movies and you do it as a job. That sounded perfect for me. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's awesome. Do you see entertainment reporting or journalism in your future career? Actually, yes, I do, because I think I have a lot of opinions and people don't always appreciate them, but now I can put them to a good use. Oh, I love that answer. Very confident. Victoria, what drew you to, to join Kids First? Well, um, kind of the same thing as Ella. Like, I just saw that I just saw this amazing opportunity and I personally really love doing things like this, like reporting and reviewing. And so I thought this was just the perfect opportunity for somebody like me. That's awesome. And Kennedy, what drew you to join Kids First? Well, I love screening movies and attending premieres, so I am very excited to be a part of Kids First and share my honest reviews and make new friends. That is awesome. Making new friends is definitely a perk of joining Kids First, so this is the perfect organization for you. And Carter, lastly, what drew you to join Kids First? Well, I love watching movies and sharing reviews with my friends, so I'm so excited to be part of Kids First and seeing more movies and interviewing talents. Interviewing is one of my favorite parts of Kids First, so you'll love it. And starting back with Ella, what is your favorite film of all time? I know it's a big question, guys, but hopefully this is something that you'll like. So what is your favorite film? My favorite movie is Pink Panther because it combines two of my favorite genres, which are comedy movies and heist movies. And also, I love pink. (laughs) I love that. And Victoria, what is your favorite movie? Um, I think I would have to say my favorite movie would be um, the movie Just Mercy because I really love the story behind it and just the message behind the entire movie. Oh, wow. I've never seen that movie, but that's the movie with Michael B. Jordan, isn't it? Yes, I would say it's definitely worth the watch. Ooh, I'll watch it. And I want to know, this is a question that I got asked my first time doing a podcast here at Kids First. So starting with Kennedy, what, like, who do you want to interview? Like, if you had a choice of interviewing anybody in the entertainment industry, who would you want to interview and why? Kennedy? I would want to interview Brie Larson because she's Captain Marvel, and I've always loved her as that superhero. Ooh, that's a good answer. And Ella, how about you? I would love to interview Dakota Fanning because it's amazing what she achieved at only seven years old, and I think she's an inspiration to young people. And Victoria? I think I would really like to interview Florence Pugh just because I really love the movies that she's been in and just her as an actress overall. Interesting. She's, she was in the Marvel movies, correct? I don't want to get this wrong. Yes, she's been in uh, okay. Black Widow. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I knew she was in one Marvel movie. <laughs> and Carter, who would you like to interview? I would like to interview Chris Pratt because he's a super because he's Super Mario. He is L- Emmett from Lego, and he is also the Star Lord. To be honest, that is one of the best answers as well because Chris Pratt he's hilarious. And then also a great question that I want to ask you guys. I know directors don't always get the spotlight, but as young film connoisseurs that we are, who do you think is the best director of our time? Um, I'm so glad you asked me that. My favorite director is Woody Allen. I love all of wow. his movies. They just have a unique style to it, and they, they go back in time. That's very interesting. All right. And how about you, Victoria? I would definitely have to say the Russo brothers, just because they directed um, a few Avengers films, and I'm a huge Marvel fan. The brother team in the entertainment industry right now, they're killing it. I definitely agree. Kennedy, how about you? Um, I would say Greta Gerwig because she directed um, the movie Barbie and it was just so good. That's a good answer. 
All right. I like these answers. I love these answers. So also another question that I have is Kids First goes through a very, I would say, intensive and constructive process of building you guys as Kids First reporters. And Ella, you can start us off on this particular question. What I want to know is how is your experience in becoming and developing into the Kids First reporter that we're listening to right now? I have learned so much. I've learned to look at movies in a critical way and what everyone else does behind the scenes. I never really paid attention to that before. Interesting. And how about you, Carter? How was your experience becoming a Kids First reporter? It was great. I learned to like, I learned to do a lot of things. I learned to use a telegrapher and keywords. I learned to also do a lot of other things about movies. And it was a very amazing experience. Well, I'm glad you had a great time. And Victoria, how about you? I've had a really amazing time working with um, Miss Levy specifically because I feel like she just gives the best critiques on and helps you with like what you're doing wrong and what you're doing right. And it was just a really great experience overall. I totally agree with that. Miss Levy gives the best constructive criticism of all time. And trust me, when you develop more and more into a kid's first reporter that you are now, you're going to be learning way more. And Kennedy, how about you? How was your experience? Um, It was great. I really learned how to be a better writer in the process because I got to write like so many of my reviews and stuff. That's very interesting. And we have um, a plethora of movies coming out in 2023, or at least I should say 2024. My thing is there are so many movies. So we have A Quiet Place coming out. We have The Lion King movie coming out, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, excuse me, Elia, we have a Despicable Me movie coming out. Is there any movie that you are anticipating that you really want to see that's coming out soon? And Ella, we can start with you. I am so excited for Despicable Me. I have been a Minions fan for my entire life, and I cannot wait. (laughs) I'm excited for it, too. I mean, I think we've been waiting for so long. We've had so many, like, you know, we've had the backstory of Drew. We had the Minions backstory. We definitely need a new, fresh storyline. Victoria, how about you? Is there a movie you're anticipating for this year or next year? Yes, I'm actually super excited to go and see Blue Beetle just because I feel like it's one of the first Hispanic superheroes. And that means a lot to both me and my family, because as a Hispanic family, you don't see a lot of Hispanic superheroes or villains or really too many people on camera. I think that is a fantastic answer. I when I tell you, I've been a fan of Blue Beetle since the Young Justice animated series. Blue Beetle is so amazing. Um, And I'm Pretty sure his storyline will catch the hearts of you and your family and everyone else who's watching it. The diversity and representation matters in entertainment reporting, and I'm so here to see it. Kennedy, how about you? Um, I'm really excited for the movie Elio because uh, I saw the trailer and the boy, little boy Elio, is just hilarious. He's really funny when he goes to um, <laughs> and he says that he's the leader of Earth. And one thing about Elio is one thing I love is that. Disney Pixar is moving from the whole uh, stereotype of them doing, oh, what if planes were real? What if cars were real? What if, you know, they're moving away from all of that narrative and they're completely doing something different. So I'm really excited for that too. And Carter, how about you? Is there a movie that you're really anticipating? What I'm really anticipating to see is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem because it is, I can't wait to see the new animation for the for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And I'm just very excited. That's awesome. Do you have a favorite turtle? Well, I would say Ralph. Really? Mine is Michelangelo. That's awesome. <laughs> 
Well, thank you guys so much for being on this podcast for the first time. Our listeners will definitely want to hear your reviews moving forward. And I'm so excited for you guys to be joining the team. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. I'm your host, Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Let's take a break. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with new Kids First reporters. We've been talking about Barbie. We've been listening to the reviews of San Diego Comic-Con and Elio. And now we're going to be talking with Kennedy about Haunted Mansion. How are you, Kennedy? Um, I'm good. How are you? I am fantastic. I have seen so many trailers of this film and noticed there are different elements from the original films starring certain characters. Can you give us a short synopsis of this new Disney film? The film is inspired by the classic Disney theme park attraction. There are a few scares and even some emotional moments. It is so funny, and the cast, the cast is, like, outstanding. It is about, like, a single mom n- named Gabby Rosario Dawson and her nine-year-old son, Travis Chase Dillon, who moves into a New Orleans mansion filled with long buried secrets and several unpleasant ghosts. Hoping to clean the house of the evil, Gabby hires a team of experts to help. Ah, I see. And you mentioned the cast. This cast is star-studded. Who is your favorite cast member and why? I'm going to have to say Chase Dillon because he played um Travis so well whenever he's in the mansion and he screams like he really was very afraid of those ghosts (laughs) that's so cool so um as you mentioned um is this movie more of a horror movie again with a lot of jump scares or more of a comedy movie with a lot of humor or a mix of both 
The movie is full of heart, laughter, chills, and thrills, and it is family-friendly. I would say it's more of a comedy. It's, like, really funny, but it has some emotional moments, like I said before. <laughs> and this movie is called Haunted Mansion. How was the mansion? Like, you know, was it very detailed? Was there a lot of twists and turns? How was, how was the, the environment of the mansion? The movie was filmed in New Orleans, and the setting looks so authentic and very spooky. They did an amazing job using CGI on the ghosts. And one thing I noticed is that this film didn't come around Halloween time or fall time, really. It came out in the summer. Do you think that Disney did a right choice in, you know, putting this movie out in the summer and not the fall? Yes. I mean, it was very good, and... I think it was great even just in the summer, even though it wasn't in October. Yeah, I see. Okay, now I'm more confident because I was a little hesitant about that. I was like, hmm, I would rather see this in spooky season. But I like that answer. I'm going to go watch it now. Can you take us, without spoiling, of course, can you take us into the plot line of this film? Like, was there a lot of twists and turns, cliffhangers? Did it leave you on the edge of your seat? Or did you predict, predict what the ending would be? I mean, I saw a few trailers that kind of showed the ending, so I kind of knew, but I was really happy with how it turned out, and there was, yeah, it was really great. Yeah, and with horror movies such as this one, how was the musical score of this film? It was very scary, and even like in the background sounds when they were talking, like the spooky, all these spooky noises came, and like some of the... Um, songs in the ride were even in the movie. Ooh, I that's a good answer. <laughs> and you mentioned that this is also like um, homage to the Haunted Mansion ride. How would you rate your overall movie experience? I give Haunted Mansion five out of five stars. It was just, it was so great. I feel like I recommend it for ages eight to 18 plus adults. Oh, that's good. And then also one thing I do love to ask is, do you think that you will get the same cinematic, scary experience at home than you would in a movie theater? I think this movie gives it the same aspects that it gives in, even if you're in the movie theater, than if you're even at home. It's the same. It's just like spooky, but it's funny. And I think it'll, it's really great. Awesome. Is there anything that you didn't like about the film? I don't think so. It was all really great, like I've said, and it's a it was an amazing film that I've seen. That here's the thing, you did say it was five out of five stars. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And lastly, when and where can we see the haunted mansion? You can see Haunted Mansion in theaters July twenty eighth and it is rated PG thirteen. I will definitely watch this film. Thank you so much <laughs> for this review. Bye. Bye. Thank you. I'm your host, Ashley Glide from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Kennedy about Haunted Mansion, and next we'll be listening to Sydney's interview with John Sedman, production designer and San Diego Comic-Con analyst. Thank you for joining me today, Josh. Of course. It's good to be here. How's Comic-Con for you so far? You know, it's crazy. There's a lot of people down there right now, right? And where we're at, it's not so crazy. It's quiet. It's really good. Yeah, when I'm in the exhibit, I can barely move. (laughs) I know. And so hot, sweaty. (laughs) 
It's just good to be up here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I watched your panel earlier. I really liked it. And it really opened my eyes about topics I haven't really thought about before. So what is one concept you really hope audiences will take away? For anything that I've worked on, it's always the story. It's always the story and then how people feel immersed in what I've been able to design. I think those are the two most important things. Awesome. Yeah, I agree. Um, what you've designed is really amazing. Okay. So it's, it's really inspiring. Um, today you are representing Paradox Studios, which is based in Dubai. What can you tell us about your current role there and projects you're working on? So I'm the creative director. There's a, a really great creative team. Um, I have a creative lead that I, re- I report to, too. And the two of us, we manage storyboard artists, uh, music talent, all sorts of stuff. But we're working on Six Flags, Kadia, which is in um, Saudi Arabia. It's going to be the very first cre- uh, themed themed Six Flags Park in the world. And we're doing all the media. So we're creating all the pre-show media for several attractions plus. So we're doing quite a bit, actually. Well, that's something to look forward to. And like I said, dream work makes the, or teamwork makes the dream work always. So That's, that's a great <laughs> thing to say, right? It's absolutely true. Um, talk to us about your work as an Imagineer on Shanghai Disneyland and production designer for Enchanted Storybook Castle. So I was, I was hired by a lady who's very well known in the Disney universe, I should say, Doris Hardoon. She's a Disney legend. She brought me in and I reported to no one else but her. And she and I and our writer, Pam, created uh, a walkthrough based on the world of Snow White for the Disney castle. We started it in 2011, finished in 2015, and then the park opened in 2016. But the most, probably the most expensive and most interactive walkthrough ever in the history of the Disney company uh, with castles and experiences. So you are a fan of Adam Stockhausen, the production designer of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, as well as Asteroid City and Grand Budapest Hotel. What is it about his work that you find most inspiring? That is, you know, it's interesting. You guys have been doing your homework. I love it. Um, His work is awesome because he hand drafts the scenery. He builds white models, just like you would if you were designing a Broadway show. There's something about the tangibility of the design where it carries over to final product. And you can see it in the movie. Like if you go and you've seen Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny or Asteroid City, you see the beautiful backgrounds, you see the scenery and it, and it feels real. So when I watch a movie, I like getting immersed in it rather than just watching it. I like to feel like I'm in the movie with them. Right. <laughs> you have worked as a professor at Laguna College of Art and Design and Savannah College of Art and Design. How has teaching influenced your own creative work? You practice what you preach. Like you can't just preach it and then not be able to do it. You've got to be able to do it. So the, the adage is if you're the leader, you better know it better than the people you're mentoring and training. You can't be a hypocrite and not know it. So my, my goal, my, as I say, my thesis statement has always been to be the person that does it and not just says it and doesn't do it, right? Absolutely. Like, take your own advice. And also, like, how you put the karate kid. I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, you posted a, qu- a quote, be a Kermit the Frog, have a creative vision and no ego, recognize the unique talents of those around you, attract weirdos, manage chaos, show kindness, be sincere. Yeah. How does that manifest itself in your own life and work? 
it's once event going backwards it's practicing what you preach and i think in the end it's about just being kind uh <laughs> We're all trying to figure out who we are. We're all trying to figure out how to design. We're all trying out, you know, trying to figure out how to be better artists. And I think there's a level of patience that's required for yourself, but for people around you, because you learn. It's a learning. We're all here to learn, right? So it's about repetitive learning, but also being nice to people in the process. Some people have a hard time with that. That's great advice, and I like how you worded that. A lot of people can take that advice, but I really like your morals and ethics. Um, you're a well-rounded, su- successful person with many impressive achievements that I'm sure many people can look up to. How do you balance that in your life? <laughs> okay, so some days, some days I feel successful. Some days I don't feel very successful. Um, it took a long time to make money as a designer. I think the balance, I'm learning and figuring out how to balance work. I'm not very good at the work-life balance, I'll be honest with you. So... Uh, I have people around me that are like, you need to stop working right now. You need to be conscious of that because if you don't, you don't have a life. And life is meant to be enjoyed, I think. So it's that's the balance. It's hard. It's not easy. But I'm glad you enjoy your job. Like, your job's really fun. It sounds really awesome. Yeah, it's, it's great. Looking ahead, where do you see the future generation of production designers and set designers taking us? That, you know, is a common question. And I think where I see it going right now, XR stage craft, meaning filming on OLED screens, stuff like that in front of those screens. Uh, Unreal is a big part of Paradox and what we're trying to do. So immersive entertainment aspect, that level of immersing an actor or performer within a digital stage, I think is is the future. And I think it's it's really going to be hard to tell what is real and what isn't. Yeah, like I say, technology can make or break us, basically. True. It is absolutely true. Well, thank you for speaking with me today at San Diego Comic-Con 2023. It's been a pleasure. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll listen to my interview with Jonas Kabrib about the Disney Pixar film, Elio. Enjoying our shows and can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio and see what we're cooking up for you. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Want to see what Voice America is up to behind the scenes? Follow us on TikTok at Voice America Talk Radio. 
You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about the release of the Barbie movie, Haunted Mansion, New Kids First Reporters. We also talked about San Diego Comic-Con. And to round up the show, we'll be listening to my interview with Jonas Kabrib about Elio, a new Disney Pixar film that comes out in 2024. Welcome to the show, Jonas. Hi, thank you for having me. Well, congratulations on landing this role as Elio in this um, Disney Pixar film. How did you react when you first found out about getting the role? So funny story, when I first got the role, um, it was me and my dad actually uh, driving to another voiceover recording. And um, before I got the role, I was doing Scratch for Elio. And if you don't know what Scratch is, it's basically the temporarily voice, temper, sorry, temporarily voice for uh, Elio until they find like who they want uh, to play Elio. So I was doing that and I got a call from Mary Alice Drum, who's the producer of Elio. And me and my dad, we pulled up into this little strip mall area. And when she was talking to us, she said, we would like to give you the role for Elio. And I was so hyped, I was super excited. And in that little strip mall, there was a a restaurant called Olga's Kitchen. And in the movie, um, my mom, uh, in Elio, my mom's name is Olga. So that was a very funny (laughs) experience. Awesome. And um, Elio promises to take us on this whirlwind adventure in the trailer. So what was your initial reaction when you read the script and discovered all the twists and turns in the story? Well, when I first got the script, I was immediately so drawn into the script because it was so, so interesting. And as you can see in your background, just the the cover looks so cool. Like I'm getting swept up into space. <laughs> and it was just a really cool script. And I thought it was really special. And it was going to be such a fun experience. I thought I could pull it off. And you've worked on both live action as well as animated things. So how does your approach differ from working in both mediums? Um, I feel like Elio or voiceover work in general is a little bit harder than um, live like acting because you can express your emotions with your voice which is harder because they can't see your face Um, so you have to really say like you have to talk about how you feel and really bring those emotions through that microphone versus if you're doing live acting they can see your face so if you're sad you make sad faces but Like I said, in voiceover, you would have to express your emotions through your voice, which I find harder, but it's a challenge and it's fun. So I like both. And on that point, Pixar films often have a great emotional impact on audiences. What do you hope viewers will um, take away from Elio? They're going to feel all different kinds of emotions. They're going to be laughing. They're going to maybe tear up. I don't know. And they're also just going to be super happy because the movie is just a like generally it's um like a very funny and uh exciting movie so they'll get a lot of emotions but I think they'll get some great emotions in there too awesome and then I encourage all the audience to 
when watching this interview to also watch the trailer of Elio. When we see the trailer, we see that it says to bring Earth's leader. And Elio goes up, as it shows here, and meets this this congregation of, of universe creatures. So I'm wondering if you were in the same predicament and they asked you if you were the leader of Earth, would you have the same response as Elio? I don't know. I feel like Elio's quite brave for saying that. Uh, but if that happened to me, probably I wouldn't, to be honest, because I'm not trying to get in all this trouble. <laughs> but, uh, Being a child actor is a whole other ball game um, from adult talent. So can you take us through what a typical day for you looks like when working on a film or a show? Yeah, so depending on what film or show it is, um, like for example, Sweet Tooth, there's a lot of kids on that show, so I got to work with right. lots of kids. But Blood Moon, for example, uh, I didn't get to work with any kids except one, um, but I was just waving to him in the movie. So uh, they were both really fun to do, but I feel like Sweet Tooth was more fun because there was kids my age there and I got to act with them. And I've made great friends along the way who I still talk to. Um, but Blood Moon is uh, a movie where there wasn't any kids. So, yeah. Wow. Interesting. So how, did you how do you find time to pursue all your other interests and hobbies while juggling your busy schedule? On set, uh, I usually have to do school as well. So I'd have to maybe do four hours of school every day. And usually, there's a lot of breaks in when it comes to like also live acting. Uh, for example, Pretty Freaking Scary. When we're recording, we have to do our school first. And then there's maybe like an hour or two before we actually start to get to rehearsal or recording. So uh, I usually bring all of my things. Like I love to yo-yo. And my nickname is actually Yo-Yo, which is funny. <laughs> I also like to skateboard and there was a little um, like outside uh, like walkway and I would just skate there and some of the kids on Pretty Freaking Scary actually like to skate as well so I would skate with them and yeah for that two hours I really just get to do kind of whatever I want all of my hobbies so I wouldn't say it's too hard to divide my time between acting and my hobbies. And how do you resonate with your character, Elio? Is there anything that you have in common, maybe hobbies or aspects that you also find challenging or intriguing? Elio, well, I can't really say much, but um, Elio is a little bit more of a shy, uh, more intimidating like kid. And he isn't as maybe outgoing or as does as many things uh, as I would do. I would say like I... I love to do dares with my friends, for example. I feel like Elio would be that one kid who's kind of a little bit more low-key. But in some ways, I can't really say much about it because the movie's not out yet. But I feel like I can relate to him in some ways. Being an actor has its own unique rewards. What is your favorite part about being an actor? And what keeps you motivated during in this industry? Yeah, just meeting uh, new people. Like I said, I made lots of friends on Sweet Tooth. And also, depending on where the show is filming, like Sweet Tooth was filming in New Zealand. So that's an amazing reward because I've never been to New Zealand before. And we were there for about six months. So I got to go in different islands in New Zealand, meet a lot of new people in New Zealand. So those are some, some fun rewards that you get. 
Awesome. And my last question for you is what do you hope audiences will take away from watching Elio? Um, they will take away to, you know, be yourself. Don't let other people um, tell you or how, how to be you. And also to, you know, take risks in life because you only live once. Like I said, Elio went up to space and said he was the leader of Earth. So, yeah, just positive things like that. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the newest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look out for more reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Ashley Clyde from Washington, D.C. Thanks for listening. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode and tune in again next week.